0: When you start a new project, typically you need things like a domain name, hosting, things like that. When I choose hosting, I pick mine for the options it gives. I like to know what I'm getting and set things up just how I like them. This is why for your projects, you should check out Linode. Linode servers feature native SSD storage, a 40 gigabyte network, and Intel E5 processors. That's all the power you need to run VMs under full control or Docker containers. Who doesn't love that? Encrypted disks and VPNs. Plus, they have 10 data centers across the world and add-ons like backups, node balancer, and longview to help you control your server costs. They also offer block storage for your static files, and you can get started with a $20 credit if you use the code JavaScriptJabber2018. That credit is good for four months on their one gigabyte server. That's a lot of time to try them out and see if they're the right fit for you. That code again is JavaScriptJabber2018. Also, if you're interested in working for Linode, they're hiring. Head to linode.com slash careers to see their available positions.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Adventures in Angular. I'm your host, Joe Eames, and on our panel today, we have the illustrious and working out clothes wearing, John Papa. <laughs> hi, hi, everybody. <laughs> Nobody can see, but I can. John's wearing his workout clothes. And uh, on our, on our, as our guest today, we have the fantastically amazing, ever-present on social media, and possibly one of the most community-oriented people who exist today, Tracy Lee.
2: Hello, everybody.
1: And uh, the, I don't even know, like, I, I think I should make up your own title. The, Stephen Fluin, whose title on the Angular team is guru of all things to the, to, that have to do with people, places, things, and Angular. How do you like that for a title sounds about right i was thinking also maybe grand ambassador could that be your title
3: maybe maybe they're actually
1: i met a person whose title was grand ambassador literally that was their job title grand ambassador
3: did they were they in government or
1: (laughs) no they actually worked for the grand america hotel
2: (laughs) (laughs) makes sense now (laughs) yeah
1: literally their 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 title was grand ambassador so ceo fluent who's on the angular team We've got those two guests. We're going to be talking about Contributor Days. So I think uh, what we first need to do is get a background on what is Contributor Days.
3: I'm sorry, what? You're pointing. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so uh, your Contributor Days is uh, an initiative that uh, Tracy and I, uh, Tracy's actually led and, and been kind enough to invite me to, to Participate in um, where we're really trying to do a couple of things. We're trying to um, both celebrate and uh, kind of recognize that the Angular community is this kind of force of nature. We've got a lot of people that are uh, building cool things, training people, teaching sharing their knowledge, all these sorts of amazing things. Uh, and we want to celebrate that. We want to bring those people together in new ways. But we also want to make this uh, accessible and really inspire the community to uh, maybe move from just being uh, someone who uses and consumes all these awesome pieces of the ecosystem to, to someone who feels like they are empowered to be an expert and to give back to the community. And so we actually did a Your contributor day for the first time last year uh, in Salt Lake City. But... Because we were doing in person, we were fundamentally limited in how many people we could have in the room, how many chairs we had. And so we ended up uh, having an event where we had a lot of really good cross-collaboration, but we didn't have enough uh, openness and uh, kind of welcoming to the community. And so uh, this year, we've moved Ingear Contributor Day online, and uh, so we really want everyone to be able to participate. And so the the structure this year is that on May 31st, we are having... uh, starting at 8 a.m. Pacific time, uh, Angular Contributor Day, where we're going to have uh, an introduction from the Angular team and then we're going to go into and hear from uh, a lot of different kind of leaders in the ecosystem with the intent being to drive conversation, cross-pollinate ideas, uh, and really show a model that uh, really reflects the idea that it's not hard to contribute, it's not hard to become uh, a leader or an expert in Angular, uh, and really try and uh, open up the whole ecosystem to everybody.
2: Yeah, and that just to add to that, I think one of the other um, things is that we really want, uh, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to feel intimidated to join Angular Contributor Days. You can simply sign up at contributordays.com. And, you know, whether you're thinking about contributing or just want to listen in, it's a great way to be able to participate uh, with the community. Um, and we're also sending out a survey too. So we'll be sending out an Angular Contributor Days community survey, just as a few questions on, you know, what can the Angular team do to help, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what would you like to see more from the community? Um, how can Angular team help um, facilitate new contributors and different things like that? So. It'll be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. And I, uh, John and Joe, you you were both there yes, last year. Actually, Joe, I don't remember if you were there, but I always uh, feel like you're there. <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> so let me ask some a little bit of clarified questions here. Is Contributor Days detailed towards just getting people to contribute to this like source code, like go in and send it in pull requests? Is that the only point of Contributor Days?
3: No, no, definitely not. And and this is actually a common misconception that that I think we're hoping to to clear up, which is that uh, Angular has a, a rich ecosystem of many many different types of collaboration because um, uh, there's a lot of people out there that. Uh, maybe they spend all day building Angular apps for themselves, uh, but then they they work with colleagues and they, they're forming kind of these little communities. Uh, or maybe there's a lot of companies out there that are doing just focusing on training and giving talks and things like that. And, uh, all of these things are really, really important, really valuable contributions that have nothing to do with the Angular, Angular repo, have nothing to do with submitting source code or building libraries or any of that.
2: Yeah, we'll be okay. ha- we'll be having people like, who are creating different libraries for Angular speaking and sort of giving a five-minute update on uh, what's happening with their projects. So this will be a great way to sort of be introduced to a few different projects in the Angular ecosystem. In addition to that, we'll have an education portion in which, uh, you know, Angular is always very good about talking about education and trying to figure out how to get people started on Angular. So some of the people like Angular Bootcamp, for example, Folks uh, will be on, and uh, I'm looking forward to the panel, so we can all troll Steven, Igor, and Hans, who will be joining us from the Angular Core team. I don't know what we're gonna say. I need to think of some like terrible questions, but no, I'm just—I <laughs> would never want to make anyone feel awkward.
1: <laughs> all right, so be a little bit explicit here. Who do you want to uh, attend? Angular or contributor days?
2: We really want everybody to, right? I mean, I think one of the great things about the Angular community that Stephen always preaches and sort of like riffles down everywhere. I mean, even even if you look at Brad Green and how he always says that you can, you can sit with us, like there should be less of a distinction between... People who are speakers, or people who are writing the different libraries, or uh, the core team, but the whole idea that uh, Angular, as a whole, as a community, um, it's just people, and it's just it's just like an awesome place to get uh, just to learn, and I think like learn from each other. I don't know if you have other ideas about that, Stephen, but.
3: No, I mean, so uh, obviously there, there's lots of people that are, are using Angular today. And so I, I would say Contributor Days is really an awesome way to discover this ecosystem. Um, so one of the things that, that ends up happening is because so much of Angular is being written uh, behind the firewall at big companies, uh, a lot of people don't realize that there's there's this whole rich community. There's this whole world of, of uh, folks involved in Angular Uh, out there. And so I I hope that uh, by attending Incure Contributor Day, uh, they'll see kind of what's out there, what the sorts of different types of contribution are, what the different sort of projects, what the sort of initiatives that everyone's doing. Um, But then also uh, really feeling, helping everyone feel empowered to be involved and be a part of that side of things as well.
1: Okay. So is attending in person, maybe we answered this, but I think it'd be good to, is attending in person the only way to participate in Contributor Days?
2: No, it's actually all online. So because last year we felt like it was too much of a closed room and we could only have a certain number of people attend, we decided to make it all online. So it's going to be live streamed online, 8 a.m. Pacific. We try to find the best time zone for everybody to attend. So sorry for the people that we uh, left out. But the other great part is it's fully recorded, right? So anytime you wake up or anytime you want to sort of refer back to Contribute you can. Um, I hope that answered your question. So we're inviting like, we're inviting presenters and then we're inviting everybody from the community. So all the different Angular meetups and everything. And there will be a live chat that will be very active. So you'll find, you know, quite a few people who do Angular or let's say you're not currently maybe you currently don't feel like you're part of the community, this is a great way to interact with those people, get to know those people a little bit better, like look at the faces, understand who it is, and, and hopefully it makes you feel more welcome in the Angular community and more welcome to uh, contribute in your own way, right?
3: Yeah, a funny little story is when we were looking at, at planning this, we were like, okay, well, how do we get... Uh, a time slot that works for everyone, and apparently people are all over this whole spinning ball that we call Earth, uh, and it's very, very hard. And so we, I, I think we tried to to hit as many times as possible, but uh, couldn't couldn't find one that works for everybody. It, it's funny I, I have a lot of meetings, uh, for example, with our GDE program, where we actually have one meeting at like 4 a.m. and then another meeting at like 11 a.m. just just to make sure that uh, everyone is covered. But we we couldn't do that with Contributor Day.
4: Yeah, the first one I went to, was it last year you mentioned in Salt Lake City? Uh, That was good. That was good. I love that you're doing it online, though, this year. And the time zone thing, you're right, it's tough. Because how do you find a time zone that works for people in Asia and and Europe at the same time? It kind of gets difficult to do. But, you know, you make the best of what you've got. Is it going to be recorded as well for people to look at it afterwards?
2: Yep, fully recorded. So that'll be, I think it'll be nice. I mean, the other one was fully recorded too. So this will be a little bit easier not having like 16 cameras and I don't know how many audio mics trying to like stitch together all that video. But you can actually go to contributordays.com and look at the previous Angular contributor days. So we're doing this for... um Try to trying to do this for a lot of the JavaScript ecosystem, like we'll be having Vue contributor days, React contributor days, RxJS contributor days. But I think the interesting thing about the event is that last year, we sort of asked people what they wanted to talk about. And this is going to be kind of the same this year with this community survey, right? And people, um, we sort of let the conversation go where the people in the room wanted to go. So, you sort of have the opportunity to join us and ask the questions and, you know, get heard, right? Well, with with like certain people and, and get get your ideas sort of out there. I think that's really important because last year everybody was talking about like, okay, how do we get more people involved in Angular? How do we get more people, you know, um, actually just using the framework in general? Like what can I do as a contributor to to like, Increase adoption, and I think this year, uh, I don't know what you guys, how you guys feel, just about the the pace of everything. But you know, maybe John will show up, and uh, you'll just uh, get everybody to be Dockerizing all yes. their containerizing all their dockerize all the things. <laughs> yes, Dockerize all the things.
4: It's actually it's funny. I, I got an email from somebody about this the other day on your team, Tracy, and I was like. Looking like oh I can't do it that particular day because I'm gonna be in Athens Greece giving a workshop but then I realized wait a minute I'm in Athens Greece I think that's like six o'clock p.m. there I might actually be done so something I might join that's why I maybe think of the time zone like the time zone thing is really nice that you guys try to accommodate multiple groups so you're not just gonna be getting a very
3: geocentric focus which I think is really awesome yeah and, and, and I want to key on on something Tracy said which is uh, about increasing adoption. And I, I actually kind of want to re- reject that a little bit because like, so a- Angular is obviously growing huge. I mean, we, so we've what, almost- you
4: don't want Angular
3: to be increasing adoption? You want it to go down? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, but if, if we look at Angular, we, we've basically almost doubled over the, uh, the last year. And so uh, adoption is going fantastic, right? We're, we're really excited by by how many people are joining our community. but. I would say adoption is not the goal. I would say empowering developers and making them feel like experts and feel like they can be a part of something is the goal. Um, so like, like I, I don't get up in the morning to get more people using Angular. I get up in the morning to build cooler things with Angular and to help other people do that.
4: You know, I think you, you hit on my next question, which was why if I'm a developer using Angular out there in any capacity, I just started with it today, I've been using it for you know several years. Why would I join this? Like, what am I going to get out of it? We always think about, you know, with them, what's in it for me? It sounds like you just answered that question. You're looking for people to have
3: more enjoyment out of using, using the tools that they're already using. Absolutely. And I mean, I I think that community for everyone that participates in it acts as a multiplier because uh, I I talk to companies and, and individuals all the time that are like, hey, I'm working on this really cool thing. And I'm like, oh, but have you met these seven other people that are doing similar things? If you guys talked, if you were, if you collaborated, um, we, we would all benefit from that. And so it, it's kind of about breaking down some of the walls that we put up as developers and as companies saying, this is my stuff, this is your stuff. We, let's all figure out what we can do together and how we can collaborate. Uh, so one of the things that we did um, in the past is, is we've always tried to be as as kind of uh, open to and welcoming of uh, basically, the entire JavaScript and programming and software development ecosystems, because there's always things we can learn, there's always things we can do better, and and so I think kind of no matter which direction you look at it, uh, community can add a ton of value to every individual. And, and one of the things the trends we're hearing is companies are all setting up these like little internal meetups. And so I, I've been to two or th- I've been lucky enough to be invited to two or three of these little internal company meetups, and these things are getting huge, right? Like two, three hundred folks from a company talking about their use of technology and exploring kind of uh, how they could be doing better, how they could be collaborating, who's doing cool things. And so uh, we want to capture that spirit and really inspire a lot of people to do the same. I just want to
4: say, I really like about this is not just another conference. We have literally hundreds of conferences now, everywhere, and conferences are great. I love them, but this is more of a two-way conversation that you want to have with people in the community and probably more so from the community than
3: from you guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're always looking for ways of creating those, those dialogues, creating those conversations uh, both to us and even kind of without our permission, and, and that's one of the things that, that even the Angular team is focused on in the, the future, is how do we increase the API surface of Angular, the contribution service surface? Um, and if you look at some of our projects like uh, Schematics, where uh, via ng-generate, ng-new, um, and coming soon, uh, ng-add and ng-update, we want other packages to be able to ship new cool tools to NPM and empower each other. Uh, and, and we don't want to have to be the gatekeepers. We, we want everyone to be working together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we want to help uh, and, and be part of that movement, but it, it shouldn't be dependent on us.
2: Yeah, you say that, but then it's funny because like a lot of communities and core teams actually say that. And then... You guys say that and it's better because you actually do, like, you do want that structure of, okay, if you're going to do this, be nice. Okay, if you're going to do this, here are sort of the standards of how we treat people. Which I think Sure. Really
3: sure. Right. No. No. You're you're absolutely right. We, I, I mean, maybe facilitator is is a yeah. good term or a moderator sometimes, because yeah, I, I think without our focus on code of conduct, without our focus on respect and making it uh, the, the community feel welcome for everyone, yeah. um, I think we've all seen online communities that are that are not as as healthy and as successful as Angular. So we're, we're definitely going to be here to defend that and to defend our uh, the the people that are. Part of our community, um, but at the same time, it, we need their help, right? It's it's not about us; sure. it's about them.
2: And that I think that's a it's a really healthy balance because I've seen other communities uh, be like, "No, you cannot do this without my permission. You cannot." like, you cannot have a meetup without my approval. You cannot have a conference without my approval, you know, and Angular sort of, I remember the first time I asked Brad Green for uh, Angular logos, or if there was one, he's just like, here's all the raw files. (laughs) And I was like, wow, this is so open. And just, you know, just, I trust you, you know, and that's a, that's a really good feeling. And it really encourages people to, to do more. Like one of the my favorite projects, I think, in the community right now is NG Girls and just seeing that as something, you know, super small that just sort of started. And then all of a sudden, everybody's sort of taken that and uh, really embraced, uh, you know, uh, get, getting those at the, almost every single conference these days.
4: And is that from Shmuelah Jacobs? Is she the one who started that one?
2: Yes. NG Girls? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. She's, she's done a great job. And I know a lot of other people involved that now, but, uh, that's a great, great program. Others have spun off that, like, uh, the Jen Looper started view Vixens recently, which yes. is the same kind of review. I love this stuff.
3: Yeah. And I, I love the example of the the logo as a, a good example of how we try and do things where, uh, we did this logo. We released it creative commons and now kind of meetups all over the world have all taken it and done a, their own spin of it. So for example, uh, Angular New York just created a new logo where the A is then an apple and it has a nice little green leaf coming out of the top of it. And I, I just love those things.
2: That's my favorite. I really like that one the best. Uh, I saw Igor wearing it, I think, at ng He's like, it, what is it? I was like, it's an apple? What does it mean? He's like, <laughs> big apple? <laughs> it took me a second to figure that out. Um. Steven, what about your uh, Angular team's um, just sort of involvement in other communities? I think that's also a very unique part of what Angular, in general, tries to facilitate. Uh, going to build, for example, or going to other sort of non-Angular-specific conferences, what are the goals there from the Angular team?
3: Sure. I, I think it's it's a couple. Uh we, we both want to welcome new people in our community, but we also want to learn. I, I think that it doesn't make sense to do anything in a silo. And so being present in the community, being present in other communities uh, makes us better at what we do because it, it's very easy to fall into kind of the trap of uh, spending all day working on your your framework, your platform, and and focusing on your piece of the puzzle. But kind of grounding yourself, meeting people in person, hearing about Their experiences, their perceptions, as well as the things that they're excited about uh, obviously makes us better at at doing the things that we are doing.
0: Need to create a complex enterprise Angular application? Angular Bootcamp is an intensive three-day workshop class to learn the basics of Angular through sophisticated techniques for real-world applications. We target Angular 6 and the recent versions with much of the curriculum is suitable back to Angular 2. Or go beyond the three-day class with a consultation or project launch with Oasis Digital, the team behind Angular Bootcamp. We can assist your team or launch your project with advanced Angular topics including scalability, data flow, state management, full-stack product design, and more. Contact us for a private class at your location or buy a ticket for public classes in various cities around the U.S. and occasionally in Europe. Online live instructor training is also available at angularbootcamp.com.
4: Stephen, what kind of questions would you expect people to come, not expect, I'd say, but encourage people to come with. like as somebody who comes contributors' days when I went to the first one, I wasn't necessarily sure what kind of things I should be prepared to ask questions about or think about. You got any suggestions for people who might want to join?
3: Sure. I, I think there's going to be a whole spectrum of people attending, so I, I think there's going to be, be people who have never uh, published a line of code. Uh, open source ever? They're, they've never talked about their their passions and technology ever. Uh, for them, if if they have questions about uh, how did people get started, I think th- those are always really interesting because we uh, looking at someone like a John Papa, for example, hearing how you got into the community, how you you kind of your journey to where you are today. Anyone can follow that. Uh, maybe maybe you'll disagree, but I, I feel like that there's just a lot of of inspiration in terms of opening up uh, to that, that like there's a first step that everyone takes uh, and and that that's really exciting because it's, it's really just as easy as choosing, Hey, this is one of the areas I'm interested in. This is one of the directions I want to go for people that are, already maybe doing something. Maybe you've built in your library, you shipped it on GitHub. Uh, I think there'd be a lot of welcome questions about, hey, how can I promote my community library? How can I make it more maintainable? How can I get uh, collaborators? How can I, I do all these sorts of things? Um, and then, obviously, there's people that are already hugely successful in this world, uh, and then hopefully they're asking back to the community, what could we be doing better?
4: Yeah, I think a great example that is somebody like Mike Brocky. he's, I think he's amazing, and thinking about when i first started talking with him how he was a community member who just wanted to kind of help out create the cli on the side had a little interest and made a few pull requests and issues and to see what he's doing today with the team I, I just think that's amazing to see how he two years time i think that's what it's been how much he's uh, grown in that angular community and become a presence there
3: absolutely i mean i i would personally love to hear more about tracy's story about how she became uh Ruler of all things JavaScript across the whole web. Tracy knows everybody too. <laughs> it's
2: it it is kind of funny how I've sort of yeah, but you know, I, JavaScript's interesting because everybody has all these little like these little groups, right? And um, you know, you typically like belong to the React group or the Angular group or the Vue group or the whatever, like the Docker community, let's say. Oh. Uh, and I love the idea of just bringing everybody together because I think if you can get enough, I mean, this is kind of why I love the idea of contributor days last year. And we decided to sort of, uh, you know, spend our time doing it because I feel like if you put enough people in a room together who are smart and excited and passionate about things then really amazing things tend to happen, um, so, you know, last year with Angular Contributor Days, uh, somebody was like, okay, let's start the community. Was it, there was like some community initiative that happened or RxJS Contributor Days, for example, uh, you know, Igor and Rob came from the Angular team and was like, if you don't fix the bundle size, we're going to create a little other, like, you know, we're going to fork it and create our little own. And it really pushed Ben to, to get, uh you know sort of like the changes that you've seen um in 5.5 and up as of late so I think that's been really cool to watch. How did I get involved in JavaScript? I don't know. I just sort of like show up and get excited about things and want to help people. So that's really where I always come from. But specifically with Angular like um you know people just kept inviting me into the community. And all of a sudden I went to an ng-conf and then my life has never been the same since. So I'm going to build my first Microsoft build conference because a bunch of people invited me. And I'm like, maybe scared that I'm going to, you know, because, you know, you look at Angular. I came from the Ember community. You look at Ember versus Angular. And I don't know how much larger it is, but like maybe it's 10x, 50x right, just in terms of how much is happening in the community. And then you look at Angular versus .NET, and your head kind of explodes as to how crazy prolific uh, .NET is in in the world. So holding on tight. (laughs)
1: Holding on tight. So you said a little bit earlier about breaking down the barriers between various groups, right? Yeah. So I got a little bit of a question here, and that is, Um, are you basically just going to be introducing everybody to StackBlitz? (laughs) I love StackBlitz. StackBlitz (laughs) Oh my gosh. Their stuff is so cool. Like the the amount of things you can do and barriers or, I don't know, options that it gives you is, is pretty awesome.
2: They will be presenting as well. Um, Eric will be coming and just giving like a five minute update on what's happening with StackBlitz, which I think will be pretty awesome. Um. But yeah, like the embracement, especially from Angular of StackBlitz and how quickly the docs changed to have all the examples using StackBlitz was kind of a, kind of an amazing thing to see. Um, but Joe, you're doing Framework Summit, so you're kind of doing the same thing, right? I feel like this year is sort of this, new, like this, there's this like unification thing wanting to happen within JavaScript. So Node Interactive, for example, just became JS Interactive. Um, node summit uh, I'll be hosting a framework panel there to you know it's sort of like bring that stuff to light and then uh Joe you're doing framework summit right which is uh framework. you're
1: helping out with that too
2: yeah exactly so I feel like I'm involved in all in the
1: organizing the, committee
2: yes I'm involved in all the agnostic things like <laughs> or the the ga- the ra- the gathering of uh gathering of Everybody, like, you
1: know. If you're framework agnostic, are you basically saying you don't really know if there is a framework? Is that because I know what ag- <laughs> religiously agnostic means. I'm <laughs> not sure there might be a framework, yeah. but I don't know if there is one.
2: Yeah, that's true, right? Now, uh that's funny because I never thought about it that way. Have you, uh, yeah. Stephen, John, do you guys use the word ag- agnostic at all? I,
3: I do. do. Yes, yeah. it's whether or not you believe there's a framework God, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the framework god who would that framework god be steven i i don't know I, maybe i'd vote for one of you guys
1: i'm gonna say john Rizik.
4: it's i think it's kind of more like no i think it's kind of more like the greek gods in mythology where you've got like you know a god for each type of framework that's out there you know maybe uh maybe mishko is kind of like apollo and uh you know um <laughs> know. this could go off the rails sorry yeah.
2: <laughs> I try to do it though. I try to, I try to like, uh, you know, in general, I think, um, not be, uh, tied to a certain thing. So I I try really, really, really hard and it's very hard to do so to, uh, like sort of have even keel of all the technologies. Um, so, you know, not be an expert in any, but, um, i I definitely feel more comfortable in Angular and sometimes that makes me sad because I wish I was even you know equally comfortable in in Angular and React and and all and .net but you know. Don't be sad. <laughs> yeah, don't be sad. I think
4: I think it's good to know a little about another one at least just like learning multiple languages and you know being um, a polyglot that's kind of nice too, right? But I think knowing like I've been learning a lot about Vue over the last 6 months and I really like it. Um and it's actually helped me appreciate some things in Angular more and some things in Vue there's doing. I see similarities to that and to Knockout and to React and Ember. Uh, it's really neat. The 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 downside of that is when you're learning something else, you're not spending time learning the first thing. So sometimes it's hard to keep up with both. Uh, and then you turn around, and you're like, wait, what happened over here? I was looking at Vue and Angular after a week, made seven changes, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, looking at it going, oh, what happened over here? I can't keep up. The worst part is when, somebody writes an article like me about Vue in a blog post, then I get, you know, a bunch of hate mail going, what? You don't like Angular anymore? What are you doing? (laughs)
2: That's
4: (laughs) horrible. It's like, no, no, I like everybody.
2: I think that's the beautiful part about just any of the collaboration stuff that happens. Like, uh, you know, whether we like it or not, um, you know, core teams especially, or, you know, speakers, it's anybody who sort of like represents or speaks about JavaScript, Whatever, uh, you know, like there are so many people that sort of like look up to that, right? So, like, as much when you're a leader as possible, just sort of showing that, like, hey, there is cross collaboration, you know, like, yeah, JavaScript is one. We are all doing front end work. It's okay. We all talk to each other. I think that's that's a really cool shift that I've sort of seen in the past, uh, maybe just even two years, right? So it's getting there.
4: I'll tell you, the one thing I really hope to see out of Contributor Days is there's a lot of people – I come from the enterprise world. There's a lot of people in the enterprise who don't get to go to conferences, uh, who are amazingly brilliant, are doing crazy unique things and really awesome things with tools like Angular. And they don't really get a chance to interact with the community as much because of their corporate policies or timelines or just, you know, they've got other things they want to do like family, Right. And having something like this, I mean, you're bringing it to their home or to their work office where they can spend this time right from where they are and not only listen to people speak, but also contribute back. And uh, sometimes the best things come out of those people who are, you know, developing something amazing with Angular
3: and getting it up here. What does that symbol mean, Stephen? That was a oh, heart. It was a heart. I, I was gesturing to John <laughs> with a heart. ah. <laughs> I, I, the sentiment, I totally agree with that. I, 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 I share the hope.
2: Well, I mean, it's kind of, like, it's kind of awesome. Cause you know, I do a lot of online events. So script, for example, I, it starts at 9am Pacific. So I always tell the East coast folks like, Hey, this is brown bag lunch, you know, just like come join this and eat, eat, eat takeout and, and do this. So ours is at what 8am. So it's 11 10am oh, central 11am Eastern. So, and it's for four hours. Um, So, you know, the beginning will be like, I mean, just, you know, I think sometimes just people just don't speak up and and feel like they can can be a part of this. I I remember this guy at ARC's workshop, he, uh, you know, actually, do you guys agree with this advice? If you want to get involved in the community or you have questions, just get a Twitter account, like Twitter and just, Talking to people is...
3: I, I feel like that's one way. I feel like there's so many different ways. Uh, we, we see people contribute and become really important parts of the community via GitHub. We see people on Twitter. We see people in Gitter. Um, it, it, it's kind of funny. Like Whenever we try and dictate a technology around community, it, it ultimately doesn't work because technology just follows humans, right? Like, however humans like communicating, that's, that's going to end up being how, the best way to communicate about technology, too. That's why we have conferences, Twitter, like all, all these things.
4: And once you suggest a way to do it, I think some people's reactions is I'm not going to do the way you just suggested. So it's it's better to just naturally see. Like I've learned this year, Twitch has been a wonderful way to reach people that don't necessarily talk on the other mediums. So Twitch has been a great way for me to reach out to people about ideas. Uh, they do you can have just, a Twitch
3: account, John? I do. I'm clearly going to start watching you now. Uh-oh. Pressure's yeah. on.
2: Can we talk about Steven's uh, YouTube vlog and how everyone should subscribe right now?
3: (laughs) Do tell. So so I've got a really great channel called Demos with Angular, uh, where I put up content showing how to do things in Angular, just trying to break it down as simple as possible. Uh, And then I have another channel with seven subscribers with terrible everyday content about me mowing the lawn and cooking dinner.
2: I've always been curious about this lawn mowing. I see my neighbors doing it.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, Stephen, make sure uh, you provide us a link to your YouTube channel so we can put that in the show notes, too. Yes. Okay.
2: It's like that one time I created a vampire list, and all of a sudden women were getting like 400 followers, and they're like, what's What's happening? Stephen <laughs> the same thing.
3: How do I create a vampire, Tracy? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
2: I'm not sure I'm still trying to build mine, <laughs> but
3: how awesome is
1: Inc. contributor day is going to be? There's my final question. And how about like where do people learn more? just to follow up with that too. yeah, where do you where do you find so that you can be a yeah, aware of it, know that it's going
3: on and uh, be ready for it, get notifications, that sort of thing. Well, uh, so, so you asked how awesome is in your contributors get? be uh, i hope very very awesome so if you uh, want to come and be inspired to be uh to grow your involvement in our community or hear about some of the cool projects uh, i think contributor day will be a really great place to do that uh, and you can sign up uh, to both attend participate be part of it on ContributorDays um,
2: contributordays.com mm-hmm.
3: contributordays.com
1: With three Zs. I'm just kidding. Awesome. All right. Well, let's head over to Picks. Uh, John, you want to?
0: Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section.
4: Sure. I'm going to pick, I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm going to pick a bunch of workshops and things I'm doing over the next month. Uh, For some reason, I I overbooked workshops next month, so I'm doing VS Code and Angular in Atlanta in the middle of May. I'm doing uh, Angular workshops and VS Code workshops in Athens, Greece, and Oslo, Norway in June, early June. I'll put links in the show notes if anybody's interested in learning more or just kind of hanging out and talking Angular at some of these. uh, Definitely interested in talking to people. Love doing workshops. You learn so much, not only... From the workshop, but I learned from the people telling me uh, all the cool ways that you're using Angular and the technology. So really looking forward to that.
1: Awesome. All right, I'll go ahead with my pick. So my I've got like one pick. I've been picking this uh, over and over again because I've just been enjoying it so much. And it's a book called Barking Up the Wrong Tree. And it's basically just a book about success. And it was a great book for the first, I don't know, seven chapters. And then the final chapter became this absolutely amazing book one of my favorite books for the last several years. So I highly recommend it barking up the wrong tree. It's basically just a big book about what success is, what it means and how to achieve it, et cetera. Uh, Steven, how about you?
3: Sure. Uh, So with our impending, Six zero zero release. I've been pointing a lot of people to uh, a site that we built, update.angular.io, which tries to break down uh, what does the release mean for you? What do you need to do as a developer to adopt it, um, depending on the complexity of your app and the sort of capabilities you're using? So uh, it's trying to be an all in one guide to staying up to date with Angular uh, and we want to make it better over time. So give it a try. Let us know what you think.
2: And I will do my pick. I'll do a few of them. So number one is uh, John and myself are both on the, is it called the organizing committee of framework summit that Joe is hosting? Or yeah,
1: organizing committee. There you go.
2: So
4: well, uh, I to be nice to us. I, I didn't know we we're actually on a committee.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> a council, a uh, quorum.
2: Yes. Well, so we're uh, excited about that. But even more importantly, the CFP just opened. And Joe, I've been having some questions asked about when the CFP closes.
1: It does say on it uh, for uh, anybody that needs a reminder. uh, I'll tell you now. And if you forget, you can just see it on the CFP. It's closing in uh, basically six weeks. So about June 17th, which is, uh, I think, a Sunday is the closing date.
2: And then the other thing is... um, no, Node Collaborator Summit that is uh, run by the community. Uh, the first one is going to be happening right before JSConf EU. So if you're going to be in Berlin for JSConf EU and you use Node, you should definitely check out the Collaborator Summit. If it's it's on GitHub, so if you just click Google Node, Node Collaborator Summit, uh, you should probably find the link on GitHub. Um, And then in addition to that, in October, the JS Interactive is happening, which was previously Node Interactive. So definitely join in Vancouver for that. And there will also be a Node Collaborator Summit. So there's just so many great opportunities, I think, these days to get involved in technology. And, um, you know, you don't have to make technical contributions to be an amazing person. So don't feel like you have to be the best developer to participate in some of these things. Just come and show up and see how you can be helpful. Are you still muted, Joe?
1: Hey, look, I'm muted. I can talk all the time. (laughs) The mute doesn't really do much for everybody, does it? (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, everybody, for being on the show. uh, Steven and uh, Tracy, as always, you guys are fantastic. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next time whenever you come on the show for something equally amazing. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in a week.
0: Peace. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by CashFly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with CashFly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.